Hit the Target Podcast. Welcome to Hollywood Bets' video on Hit the Target Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, discussing all things transfers. Of course, we're in the thick of things during preseason. Not much football to discuss, so silly season is very much the topic in studio. With me, as always, Chadley Nagel, as well as Dash Pitta. But we've also got a very, very special guest in studio, Ryan Mount Liberty. I think that's going to be a new name, but just for today. Yeah, I'll claim it. Ryan, good to have you in studio with us. Yeah, it's fantastic to be back. I was saying earlier before we started, it's been ages since uh, mm-hmm. I was last on the podcast, but it's always good to be back chatting all things football with the, the one and only. Jesse, I'm interested to hear what you have in store for us today. <laughs> yeah, in fact, the last time uh, Ryan was here, um, Chad, I think Man United were in the title race, but I suppose that's a long time ago, so we can't forget that moment. Um, but yeah, it is um, pew, silly pew, season. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> it is <laughs> silly season. And as we've discussed, uh, Chad, Mason Mounts, we did touch a bit on it last <laughs> week, but now that we've got um, you know, a Man United fan perspective in studio being Ryan. Um, It'll be interesting to get um, a United fan's perspective on the move. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just touch on how you felt about that moment. Of course, you don't want to you know, take you back to where you were last week. It was a dark place. And we, you know, we, we, hate to, we hate to see you there again, but Mason, now that it's official, is, is there any difference in, in mood from last week? No, and I, I can't understand, like, why you would even say that because <laughs> is it quite like, it, it, for me, it was just, it's a normal transfer. It's a player leaving a club, going to another club. Um, and, and, and that's all, and that's all it is to me. It's, it's normal. This is like the transfer window players leave and they move on to different clubs there's no attachment like i said last uh, week there's no attachment there's nothing special yeah this is just a transfer a big uh, a big transfer a, a highly rated uh, english midfielder now moving to the biggest club in england being manchester united the problem i have is when people throw terms like proper chels and a chelsea boy from the academy six years old and and it's so hard and for him. Blue blood or something. And, like and, and, and it's so, yeah, you're supposed to be, I mean, you're supposed to bleed. Everyone knows Manchester United are the biggest club in England, but Didier Drogba would never dare to join our rivals. John Terry, was, who was wanted by Sir Alex Ferguson in the past, he would never uh, even entertain talk of, of a move to Manchester United. So um, I think that the issue that I have is with, you know, the term proper Charles, some even r- ridiculous comments saying, some some are saying Chelsea legend even like re- wow. ridiculous. So I think um, the the issue I had was um, like don't pretend mm-hmm. you know Mount like um, you want to join United and you have every right to want to leave, but don't say you're proper Chelsea. Don't say this is such a hard decision where you you um, like you you done your goodbye your farewell message like so long ago when your hair was blonde, mate. Like, yeah. um, it's been so long, like... Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, he, you couldn't wait to do that farewell message. you done it when, like months ago when his hair was blonde and he was on uh, England duty. So, uh, you know, if you really feel like this is just so hard to... Um, like, you know, I'm, like, I'm so gutted to be leaving this club, to be leaving you, Chelsea fans, and I really wanted to stay. No, you would have stayed because there was a 200000 a week contract offer on the table and you opted for... A little bit more money at Manchester United. So you abandoned us after one season. So like I said, this is just a normal transfer. Nothing special. Yeah, no uh, attachment whatsoever. How is that a normal transfer? I'm sorry. Chad, you've ranted for the past three minutes. 
I felt sorry for you. Can I hug, can I hug you? Are you okay? No, I'm actually, I'm actually so good that I'm completely unattached. Like I've, I've dealt with my emotions. I've, I've, I've actually, I've, I've had to, I've had to, I've had to look, let's, there's, there's no mistake. There's, there's no doubts about this. I never wanted to see Manchester United join a Premier League rival. Um, obviously it would have been more, uh, would have hurt more if it was at, gone, if you had gone to Arsenal or Tottenham, direct London rivals. But I never imagined someone who called himself proper child kissing badges. And Arsenal fans know this too well with Cesc Fabregas uh, who kissed a Chelsea badge. It doesn't, they, afterwards, like I, as I much just as... just vomited in my mouth. Like, like, a, 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 like there comes a time where you just unattach yourself and you're like, okay, you got it wrong. Like you were never a part of us. So, and that's all it is. <laughs> Am I the only person that's enjoying this? this no, no, you're not. No, I, no, I can confirm. But, but, but the thing is, even if, we, even, if you guys, <laughs> even if you guys disagree with what I'm saying, you, every other Chelsea supporter will only know what I'm talking about uh, because they can relate to seeing Mason Mount, watching him and um, like, like, you, like no one else has. Seeing he's uh, just... Like, I'm, I'm not even talking about on the field, like off the field. Like, this is a guy who's been at, at, Chelsea's, uh, at Chelsea Football Club from the age of six. Mm. From, from six years old. And so, it's not like Chelsea are, like, with all due respect to all three of you Tottenham supporters listening to this. Like, it's not like Chelsea are in the way that Tottenham have been. Like, you know, where it's continuous season after season. We're like uh, struggling to, to, to get into the top four. This is one bad season and you aban- like you jump ship after one season. So, Desh, you've been the most quiet in, in studio. And of, of course, you know, a few eyebrows have been raised both at Ryan's reaction and, and what Chad has had to say. You've actually hold the least amount of attachment to this Mason Mount deal in the room. What's your thoughts on it? Because from the outside looking in, you can see that exactly to Chad's point that there is a better team out there at the moment. Manchester United, they are a bigger club at the moment. Well, in fact, they've always been and probably will forever be a bigger club than Chelsea. One team is on the rise, one team not so much. You can kind of understand it because this presents a perfect opportunity for Mason Hans at the age of his career to go to a club you know, in the Champions League, take that iconic number seven jersey. I'm throwing the word iconic around loosely here. But... Um, you know, he's taken the number seven jersey. In, the, in you know, that six, since he is six years old or whatever it is, I've seen a video um, of him. Develop. Yeah. Place the ball, yeah. put it down like Ronaldo. He's obviously yeah. looked up to him. Now he gets to wear the jersey, hits it on the valve, watch so it bend over the wall. moved to Saudi Arabia then. <laughs> no, but I mean, this, he's following yeah, Ronaldo's I, journey. Who's a, he's a, yeah, you know? I think it's, it's clear to see Chad is very unattached right now. He has no, no emotion. <laughs> On the subject, I think, I think there's I think, so much emotion there. Actually, as he says, he's moved past it already. You know, mm. um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. You know? It's all it's, good. It's he's all okay. They, they asked for my thoughts <laughs> <laughs> on this. So, it's good to see you handling it all, Chad. <laughs> um, Do you understand but, it, uh, Tish? Yeah. So I think you you mentioned the number seven jersey, and you know, I was actually thinking, um, why did they give it to him? And then you know, the video makes sense. Because you know he hits it on the I used to watch. I used to watch Ronaldo. You know, I placed the ball like Ronaldo, and he hit it like on the valve, and it moves. And this is a kid who now has the opportunity to wear the United number seven jersey. Mm-hmm. I think that you know it's not just a money thing because, as you mentioned, he took uh, a little they are bit. The biggest club in absolutely the biggest club in England, 
I, I, fu- I fully understand the transfer. I just, I, like, I, I know you guys want me to, f- like, to, like, like, stay, Mount, please, how could you do this? But I don't have that uh, emotion because I see it for what it is. This is a player, a very talented player, English player, who understands what is big in England. But he's gone to Manchester United because it's an iconic club, because he's, uh, because, like, he knows, and, and yes, the Ronaldo attachment, he probably wants to wear the, the number seven jersey, but I, the problem I have is saying we've lost a proper Chelsea uh, man who breeds, lives Chelsea, and like the, who, if you cut him, his blood is blue. Like I can't, like I can't entertain that talk because I, I don't feel like he's proper Chelsea. Reese James is. Jesse, do you remember when Didier Drogba came onto the scene in the Premier League? Do you remember who was his uh, role model? Ruud van Nistelrooy. Ruud van Nistelrooy was the striker that Drogba said. He made his statements and he said, if I could be half as good as that guy, um, I would have made it because I love absolutely everything about Ruben Estelroy. Uh, he was like the perfect striker. Did he end up at Manchester? Of course not. And, and, and this is someone who, not even from England, mm. uh, Mason Mount. He didn't come to the academy. Mason Mount came to like, the, came yeah, to the academy. Six, like it, yeah. you, you, have to, you have to see this for what it is. Chelsea fans are right in, in saying that this is just now our eyes have opened. We were wrong. The Chelsea fans got this one wrong. We thought this was a proper Chelsea and through and through. But he's not like the John Terry, like the Frank Lampards. We, we had hoped that he would be like the Frank Lampard of, of like the next gen of he's not. That. And mm-hmm. so it, we, we need to accept it. And I think he will go on and, and have success at Manchester United. But at the end of, um, at the end of his career, when uh, he's a pundit, um, I don't think we should be saying former Chelsea and Manchester United player. I think it will be Manchester United because he has a new career now. And um, whether he's a hit or miss, wow. his Chelsea legacy is done. Yeah, he clearly... Fine, um, <laughs> I'm dying to get your thoughts and a couple of questions regarding Mason Mount. Firstly, how good does it feel to, you know, have Chad Poy's heart <laughs> out right next to you uh, regarding this Mason Mount deal? Surely it puts an even bigger smile on your face. And then... Secondly, is where does Mason Mount actually fit in? Because we had this discussion last week, and I think Tesh and I were of the opinion that he slots into a more midfield role where I think he's, he played in his earlier years for Chelsea as that number eight, um, you know, roaming between the eight and the 10 position. And then um, I, I think it was Chad who was mentioning, um, you know, put him out wide on the left and then move Rashford. Maybe he doesn't want the best for your club. I, yeah, look, I, I, do I, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I, well, firstly... It, it, <laughs> Obviously, Chad has got no emotional attachment to Mason yeah, Mount. <laughs> one thing for certain is that. One, one thing I do have is passion when it comes to this topic because of what's being said about Mount. I think, honest, honest opinion, because there's, there's a time for banter, and sure, we always have that on this podcast. We always have this banter in uh, football conversation, but you're honest. Like, I ask you to step into the shoes of a Chelsea fan and, and, and look at it that way from, those, from that concept. Yeah. Tell me, do you understand why Chelsea fans feel the way they do about him? We we are so happy that it's done. Yeah, that it's done. Yeah, of course I understand. I just love every minute of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I love it. It's fantastic. I, it really is brilliant. Um, but this is, <laughs> I love that. But it's 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 amazing. United, we need something to smile about. 
Mm -hmm. And, you know, if the only thing on offer is the pain of Chelsea fans, then so be it. But Mason Mount, welcome to Manchester United. I mean, mm -hmm. I love the fact that he's at the club. I think he's a fantastic talent. I agree with the what Jesse was saying just now. I think he'll play in the midfield. I don't think he should put, um, he should play out wide. But I also don't think that, you know, there's been people that are suggesting maybe Fernandez goes, I don't think that's not his best position either. Yeah, For me, Dish, I think I mentioned yeah, that last week. Yeah, well, we were saying it just before we started. Uh, you know, United need two things in my opinion that Mount brings first and foremost, well three actually first and foremost Mason Mount doesn't make United any less of a, of a side he improves the side doesn't make the squad worse mm -hmm. so fantastic secondly we, we have to get midfield rotations we rely on the same players week in and week out we can't compete Mason Mount coming into a number eight position in my humble opinion Casemiro sits as a six Mason Mount is allowed to get freedom and occupy that midfield environment as a, as a as sort of an eight that is allowed to go forward. Um, and then Bruno Fernandes plays as a 10, his best position. Casemiro at six, his best position. And Mason Mount with freedom to be creative in behind. So what you've just done is just put Ericsson on the bench? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I have. Mm -hmm. But I'm not suggesting that he starts ahead of Ericsson either. I'm saying we criticized Arsenal because Arsenal were rubbish everywhere else except the Premier League. And the reason for it is because they haven't got a squad to compete past the league. You, we criticize that. So now when United sign a player that makes the team better, for me, I, you know, if, if Mount comes in and doesn't start, I'm happy with that as well. Yeah. Because when we play in the Champions League, we'll need players. When we play in the FA Cup, we'll need players. When we play in the, uh, the Carabao Cup, we want to compete on all fronts. We need players to do that. We have players that when we rotate them, doesn't make us any, um, any worse. Mm, I, I think that's exactly what I was trying to say last week, and I think you've just summed it up perfectly, is that Mason Mount is probably on the same level as a footballer as Christian Eriksen at the moment. And, you know, does he have the tenacity that Christian Eriksen doesn't have? Yes, he does. Well, he does. I don't think he has the same um, level of creativity as Christian Eriksen, but he certainly has that tenacity and dynamism. Um, and that's one of his strengths. And, you know, there is creativity on the pitch with, you know, Rashford who could create for himself and Bruno Fernandes who could create for anyone in the world. So. Jesse, I'll, I'll say as well, United's midfield is gritty with mm. Mason Mount in it. Mm -hmm. With Casemiro, Mason Mount and Fernandes, you have three ugly players that can be yeah. very ugly and, be, and can be at the same time exceptionally beautiful. And there's something Chad player. might like. Uh, Mason yeah. Mount being called ugly. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Honestly, I just can't wait till he touches the ball at the break. Chad, um, I think before we move on to the next topic, if Mason Mount, you know, if you could send a message to Mason Mount, what would it be? Uh, all, the, all, the, all, the, all the best at your, uh, at, your, at your new club. That, that's it. But really, I don't wish anything. Full stop. Uh, all the best. No, no, all well. the best at your new club. Just don't attach us. <laughs> like that, that's, the only, that's the only thing that was annoying. Just don't like leave out the goodbyes <clears throat> messages and like mm. just stop, like, stop tweeting about us and, and, and like, just like, enjoy it being at Manchester United. They're the biggest club in England. Enjoy it. Leave Chelsea out of your mouth like it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Get my club name <laughs> out of your mouth. Um, yeah, <laughs> look, all hands off, off Mace. Can um, I, last word of Mason yeah, Mount. Thank you, Mason Mount, for giving us this experience. Mm -hmm. This has been fantastic. Not only have we heard how <laughs> fantastic you are as a player, uh, how much better you make United. No, we've, you said that, not me. We've, <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I didn't know you were starting. I didn't, I genuinely, we said this. I didn't know that, man, that Mason Mount automatically starts. In, at Manchester United. Well, I, I don't didn't. think he automatically starts and I think 
Maybe that's what... Yeah, I don't Linus think so. Says. He doesn't need to, but that's the beauty of it. Yeah. He doesn't need to. But we've also been called the greatest club in England about 12 times in the past 12 minutes. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, it's, it's a given. I mean, you're, you're currently are the, the greatest club in England. Just not the best, though. Pew, 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 pew. Dash, so much to talk about uh, regarding transfers. Um, Sandro Tonali. You know, of course, um, you know, we've seen Liverpool strengthen, Man United strengthen, um, Tottenham strengthen, Chelsea, I suppose their time will come at a later date um, to strengthen, you know, in, in key areas. I know they've signed in Kunku, but um, the teams outside the top four last season, they look at, you know, the spots to occupy. Arsenal have improved. Man City don't really need to get any worse, you know, be in the top four. Manchester United have just signed, um, you know, Chelsea's Frank Lampard's love child. Um, so, you know, their position in the top four seems very much secure now based on that. Newcastle, they've just signed Sandra Tonali. Surely that, you know, kind of keeps them there in the top four, no? Oh, look, the, the, the transfer caught me by surprise. Like, I honestly didn't even think Tonali would have considered Newcastle to be an option. Uh, I'm not sure if the Champions League was the deciding factor, uh, but, you know, they ran, they, they went to the semis, like, mm-hmm. last season. Like, that's... And now you're going to Newcastle for their first season in the Champions League in however long. I don't know how, you know, if he speaks English or what that's going to look like. You know, he has been capped by the Italian side, I think, 14 or 15 times, if I'm not mistaken. Um, missed out in the World Cup. So, and I wonder where his um, national team, um, like, setup will be. But, you know, Eddie Howe, it, it just shocked me. Honestly, mm. it just shocked me. And does does it really shock you? Because if you look at the past players who've signed Bruno Guimaraes, yeah. you know he could have joined. I think most clubs in Europe, he chose to go to Newcastle. Alexander Isak, we saw what he did in the second half of last season. I'm, I'm sure he could have joined any. I think Chelsea were linked with him as well, if I'm not mm. mistaken. So these players are rejecting top clubs and leaving top clubs to go to Newcastle. So surely, the project seems more than what it is at the moment. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm really. I, I, I'm not sure what's going on there and how they're getting these deals across the line. Mm. I don't know if it's a Saudi influence. Is there like how are they structuring the payments? Um, I'd be I'd be interested to know if that's mm. if it's literally just a money thing because, you know, for the years of watching Newcastle, you know what a difficult place it is to play against. You know, yeah. it's been a really sad place for a very long time. Eddie Howe has come in and changed that up. Um, you know, the Mike Ashley was absolutely slated every year. They would put things out saying Ashley out, Ashley out. Mm-hmm. At one stage, I think the club was up for sale and then I think he, he decided against selling it, invested more funds, um, you know, really frustrated his his relationship with the fans by by choosing to stay there. Now they're in such a, a different space. Now the, the fan base is with the club, you know. Mm-hmm. They sell out every week, you know, whether it's, it's good or bad. You know, they want to watch the club, but now there's a, like era of positivity, you know, that they were, I think, one, they've only seen one home league defeat in the entire season. I or, think that was Liverpool. Yeah, mm. um, exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's just one. Um, I think for a large time, they were the only club without, they were the last remaining club without a ho- home league defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just like, you know, says it all. So is he, is he the, the captors for the team? You know, they got it wrong on Anthony Gordon. You know, you, mm. saw, you saw what he did when he came off. Um, I think in his third game, Newcastle or second game or something. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if you know how the temperament is going to be because Tonali is a leader in that Milan team. Mm-hmm. He's only twenty three, and he is he is very much a leader. He's won the the title with mm-hmm. them. You know, I think he's been there for three seasons. He's also um, 
homegrown player. So I, I was again very shocked to see the move to to England and to land up in in Newcastle. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. While we've got uh, Chad calming down and punching that punching bag in the corner, <laughs> um, Ryan, let me get your thoughts because Newcastle were Manchester United's closest uh, challenger last season. Um, you see them sign a player like Tonali. Does it you know, strike any fear or you know prospects of missing out on top four because the other teams are likely to strengthen now? Is that you know what what does that mean for you? Yeah, I mean we are. Uh... What chance? <laughs> no, I, I mean, come on, Jesse. You... No, I, I, it's a fair question, and I have to ask this because you know they were better than Man United for large parts of last season. So to completely write them off, I think it's just unfair. Yeah, fair. That's fair. I, I think Newcastle are exciting. They're an exciting side. That's. What investment does, you know, people mm. criticize money in the in the game. Um, it's not all bad. It can't be all bad, mm. you know. At the end of the day, that's that's unfortunately for better or for worse. That's what you know. Foundation is built on is money. Whether mm. you want to admit that or not, it's it's the foundation of any big club in the world right now. Um, and Newcastle have got a bag of it. So why not spend it if they're going to spend it properly, like bringing in a player like Tonali? Of course, that's. I mean, it's fantastic. Mm. Um, I definitely think they're a top four competitor. So yes, they are a rival to United. I mean, I'm not concerned too much about Liverpool and Chelsea and Spurs, for example. But you know, top four teams, they, you know, they, they, they're what we're looking at, and that's probably why we're speaking about them on the podcast. So mm. I, think it was, I think it was about sixty, sixty as well. I said it's fifty. No. Yeah, I think it depends on your currency. <laughs> um, Euros could be seventy. Yeah, that gets me every time. Nothing <laughs> on money. Like you know, you look at United; they're also up for sale. Like Newcastle. That deal happened like immediately. I think over yeah. a weekend, the Saudi team was 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 there to take over. But United have put their what is the third bid or third round of bids or something mm. like that. It's fifth fifth round. Fifth round of bids. I think Radcliffe pulled out, if I'm not mistaken. No, he's still there. There's some still someone, the good someone, <laughs> someone pulled out because they're like, this is going on for too long and yeah. they're going to accept more bids. So I think Radcliffe's deal was to give them uh, a controlling stake. Or... Yeah, I know. IOL Media reported that. Um, this out of coming out of Qatar, the Saudis were expected to to take over. Well, there was some sorry, the, the Qatari group was supposed to excuse me supposed to take over um, over the weekend. That didn't happen, obviously. Every round of bids has been exhausted. It's the point has been exhausted. Yeah, uh, for and, me, and I, I'm staying sure. because yeah, yeah, I, mean, I also heard that they're staying. And then you yeah. look at the hundred million to spend. You know, mm. with that what kitty is that in today's market? That's like <laughs> that's, that's an Arsenal signing. That <laughs> exactly. That it's not even like you know you need to buy yeah. more than that. That's, that's what a bag of rice can get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, and then you look at the comments from Ronaldo in his interview. He's like saying that Jimmy Cookman is the same. You know, like how much mm. money? Because there's you know I think at the beginning of this podcast you were saying Mount to the greatest club or whatever. The, you know it's the most internationally recognized club or whatever. But I believe it was the know, greatest club in England. Yeah. So. <laughs> But, you know, they literally have had sponsors for everything. Looking at bar tubs, coffees, hotels, you name it, alcohol brands, left, right, and center. They've even got, I think TeamViewer is now, mm. they're looking for a new front of shirt sponsor. Before the Chevrolet went to TeamViewer, and now there's a third one. And apparently the TeamViewer deal was 45 million pounds a year. With Adidas, I think it was a minimum 70 million a year. Mm. That was definitely going to go up with the trophies and the further they went here and there. And that wasn't even with Champions League. It was just base figure. That's just what the club... 70 for the kit deal. I think Nike was... I don't know if they were going to compete to that. But um, 
you know, you look at all these changes and now all these buds as well. And then there's a hundred more to go and fight with. Like, yeah. how is this going to get you Kane? You know, how is this going to get you like, well, it's not like it's it's not in all honesty. Um, Chad, are you calm now to speak? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> put me in, coach. <laughs> um, so, so we've discussed Manchester United's, um, you know, everything that's been going on behind the scenes, and I don't want to mention it, but they've just signed Mason Mount. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so a hundred million, as Dish mentioned, minus the what's it, fifty-five um, for, for Mason Mount. Yeah. <laughs> so what's that? Uh, was it fifty-five? I think initial fifty-five fee. guaranteed. Fifty-five guaranteed. And then yeah. Five million pounds in add-ons okay. if United win trophies. Yeah. So fifty-five it is. <laughs> so fifty-five. <laughs> okay. So fifty-five million for that homegrown player. Fifty-five million for 55. the absolute chelsea Yeah. Um, for the hit it on the valve boy. Um, yeah. So what's it? Forty-five. If you do the maths. Um, well, that's. Just what Man United have at the moment. Can they really do much? When if they don't sell anybody, because I've been. Well, I mean, uh, the players are overpriced. Um, you look at the wages. You know, with Champions yeah. League now, Harry Maguire's you know salary just went up as well because United are in the Champions League. So, who's going to take them off? Or well, him off their books? Uh, uh, Chelsea, maybe. <laughs> I, think, I don't know, but I, I think, think what what I'm trying to ask. All our problems. <laughs> yeah, uh, ninety nine problems, that. and uh, Maguire can't be one of them. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think what I was trying you, to really, ask... You want, you want me to talk about United? No, well, what I want, want to ask is that how can they do it? Because you've seen your club, I think, more than anyone, you know, compete at the business end um, of the Premier League and then drop out and then get back in. You know, for my club, I've seen him compete and then just fall out and then, you know, it's been years since they got back in. So you, your club is, you know, I think you're more equipped for this conversation than anyone else in this room. You've seen your club drop in and out of the top four Manchester United were in the top four last season. They've got 100 million pounds to spend. They've already used 55 of it. And we won't say on who. But it's with 45 million left to spend. And then you've got their closest competitor spending, what's it, 60, 70 million pounds on, on the Sandro Tonali. How does it bode for them? It, it, it certainly makes it very difficult um, because, you know, Brian just mentioned it earlier a moment ago. You know, money is important, the important factor in a football club whether we like it, whether we agree with it, satisfaction uh, and, and money, United, it depends on what, what their objectives are. And I would think that if you're a Manchester United fan, <clears throat> as I said that, you know, like this is a, a massive club in England, you ought to be a ch- challenging for the top trophies. And I don't think that with 100 million pounds, I don't think that they uh, are 100 million pounds shy of competing uh, with the likes of Manchester City and Arsenal for the Premier League. Mm. Are I they actually, more? Pardon? Are you saying they're more than hundred million pounds away from? Yeah, I think they have a couple of areas to address, and um, and, and you know what? Midfield has never been, an issue. and that's mm. why I I've always looked at United's midfield and felt like their midfield is really good. I, mm. On paper, at least. I think know, it's oh, as good as Man City's. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, there's like Bruno Fernandes is well class. You know, like. They, they, they've never had uh, an issue in my eyes, at least, in my opinion, about when it comes to midfield. I, I've, even Christian Eriksen proved that he still, um, there's still plenty in the tank uh, when he uh, left uh, Brentford to go to Manchester United. He, showed, he looked like the, the Eriksen of old in, in Spurs colours. Uh, so midfield's never been an issue. I think United need a killer up front. They need a beast up front. They need a 
obviously um, Erling Haaland, like you know, he's like what Manchester City have. They they should be, and and I know you've got Mount and and I think their budget. They should have if they only know that they have a hundred million pounds to spend. They should have tabled that, uh, put that uh, on the table at, uh, for Harry Kane. Mm. They should have done everything they can to uh, get into Harry Kane's head, and Harry Kane would have been. A Spurs fan would have been on the podcast saying the same thing I'm saying about Mount uh, for if he it would have been the Pro- same thing because guarantee, guaranteed <laughs> Harry Kane would have wanted to move to Manchester United. I think that if Man United put in an offer, and I think it's not even like a direct rival of where he has to worry about his legacy. I don't think it damages anything. Mm. Um, so I think that uh, Harry Kane provided you leave on on a good note. I think Harry Kane though. I think that's where United should have put. Their money because I do think that defensively they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe they need a new right back. The, what they have isn't all that bad, but just to like give them a boost, uh, maybe a new right back. Uh, they were looking at at, at the, the new Bayern signing from Napoli, Kim. Uh, I think they were looking at him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think they need a I need a, they, I think they need a striker. They are looking at Victor Osimhen as well, but he's going to come at a hefty price tag. Uh, Hoyland. Uh, from um, Atalanta is a striker that they like, but they're going to have to cough up more than 45 million pounds for his signature. So uh, that's why I look at, you know... But, uh, you know, I can also make a case for the Munfield. Like, I know when you said Munfield has never been a problem for them. Like, I disagree. You know, looking from the outside, uh, Casemiro... Yeah, yeah, McFred was there last year. Yeah, but Casemiro <laughs> fixed that problem. No, it's a quick fix because he even he got so many yellows this season. He was even sent off. He was booked. He was missing for a few games. And you can't rely on him for 40, 50 fixtures every... Okay, but like, my, my point was when they knew that they had 100 million pounds to spend, do you honestly, when you, have that, when you have that money and you know this is all that you have to spend to improve your squad, do you honestly... See, out of all the positions, you look at midfield first and say, but hey, we really need to add to your point. They haven't signed a replacement for, for Casemiro with that 100 million. And I think you know, that's there's also, what you're trying to me, say also. You know, when you said like it can compete with Man City, you can never compete with Man City. You need somebody like Frankie de Jong over there. You need, you need, you need Kane to, 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 um, to be the midfielder. No, no you need Harry <laughs> really Kane. Good. You need Harry Kane. A signing like Harry Kane automatically makes Manchester United title contenders, don't you think? Not, don't autom- you think? not automatically, I, no. I, I, I think there's, there's, there's people like Declan Rice that were in the market, you mm-hmm. know, and as the Frankie de Jong, when, when he came out and said Barca slows in money, I thought he's on his way out but, because you wouldn't make a comment like that. And, and, and he's worked with And he would have okay. landed this Okay, but in don't, don't get me wrong though. I'm not saying that United only needed a new striker. That mm-hmm. almost like makes it like Kane would have been the missing piece to their puzzle. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if you only know that, if you have a budget of 100 million pounds, like Use what's been reported, I don't think that the first... Uh, you're looking at position. Yeah, you should. No, not, not even mount. It's, it's not even a mount the thing. Cam, the cam uh, role. It's, it's not even a yeah. It's not even a mount thing. It's it's a midfield thing. I don't think that midfield was the first area they needed addressing. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Well, Maybe when he came and he signed Varane and uh, Martinez, so yeah. straight away he, he upgraded the defense I, and then he brought in a CDM, which was perfect. You know, yeah. do, do you know that's what, I, what really saved them. Do, mm-hmm. do you know what I think this was? The whole Mason Mount thing. I think it was an opportunity that United couldn't turn down because. His contract was run up, and the report said that. You and know, and the Hag fact that Mounts only wanted United. Yeah, and and the and and uh, Ten Hag wanted to like uh, was really uh, like really wants to work with Mason Mount, and I think Mason Mount really wants to work uh, play under uh, Ten Hag. So I think the opportunity of that of Mount coming up with you know his contract and the contract talks 
with Chelsea breaking down. I think that's what pushed Mount to probably the, the front of the queue. Mm. And, and, and I don't think that um, months ago he was seen, midfield was seen as like the key area, like, oh, we really need. That's just my, my take. I, I prioritize a strike. In, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm the, saying, especially if you know you have 100 the, million pounds. The, the, the name, the flex that Mason Mount brings isn't like the flex that Harry Kane brings, you know? And, but I still wouldn't put them in that bracket of title contenders if they Kane even works. got Kane. Or, or it's interesting to hear what Ryan says as, uh, as a United fan because he thinks they're in a title race without it. <laughs> well, like well that's, that's actually the point I, I, I was trying to bring up because Ryan made an interesting comment saying, you know, he's not worried about the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool. Tottenham. Yeah, that was an interesting and I, comment. And I don't know Liverpool who have spent so well. No, well, I don't know what that means is because I do believe Manchester United will be better than last season. I think you know it can't be factual, but I do think for a fact I can you know put my football beliefs full faith in that, and Man United will be better than what they were last season. But I think Liverpool, um, Tottenham, and Chelsea. Well, Chelsea can't get worse, but I think those teams will be better than what they were last season. But I'm I'm interested to think like why you think that so so casually, right? Like, are you, are you just looking up or is it? Because I mean, why wouldn't we look up? We, what, what is, I mean, we've heard it so many times. You've heard it right here. Mm -hmm. We're the greatest club in England. <laughs> why wouldn't we look up? This, this has been uh, the title of the podcast or the main talking point. But I no, mean, jokes aside, I look. Are you not fearful yeah, of, of what Liverpool? Fearful. I'm also curious to know, like, if you sign Harry Kane, do you not think that? Hey, now we title contenders. We're coming for you, City. Do you not feel that way? Oh, yeah, of course. But I, I feel that way without him as well. Well, that's what I also said. Why? United, for me, there's, there's no reason. And I laugh because, before, again, we had a chat um, where I said every time I'm, 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 I'm on this podcast and I'm having these conversations, someone comments about these, these, these wild takes. And I, I, I'm so conscious of it now, but I'm about probably to, to, to justify why that's the title that's often given to me. But <laughs> United, for me, the reason why people assume or we look at United and everyone's got an opinion about United. You know, everyone's got a reason why they're not, they're not good enough, why, why they can't do this, why they can't achieve that. If you looked at United's squad without the idea that they're Manchester United. Just look at the squad. Look at the players they have. Right? Yeah. Look, look at the players they have. Mm -hmm. look, at, look at the defenders they have. Look at the midfielders they have. Look at the strikers they have. World-class. They are world-class players. Mm -hmm. You can't dispute that. So why shouldn't I go into every season with the unbridled belief that this club could achieve something again? Look, it's hurt me for the past 12 years, but <laughs> we keep going. Because genuinely speaking, those players are world-class players. There's players that are in that squad that have played on the biggest stage in world football. Won they've multiple won, Champions They've leagues. won Champions Leagues. They've won World Cups. They've won league titles. They've mm -hmm. won domestic doubles. They've, they, they've done it all. There's players that are massive players. Marcus Rashford is a massive player for England. Oh, I, I, no, he's a massive player. Oh, 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 you had me. On your, on your point, though. <laughs> right. I'm not disputing it's a top team. But you know... This whole thing of the title talk is is thirty eight games on top of every other commitment. I, 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 I do agree you with know? what Tish is saying because I, I we we, they, we they, have they, to respect what Manchester City have done, and you can't come yeah, on. Now. You know you, you know, can't just add like Harry you saw Kane. signs last season of United like competing for the league. See, you can't just, just add Harry Kane and think you know. There are moments. I'm I'm glad the you mentioned. I'm season, glad yeah. you mentioned um, Marcus Rashford as well because he is probably your best player. Bruno Fernandez. Okay, well. Well, my, my thing is, 
like the absolute cynic, cynic. <laughs> wait, the absolute cynic in me is saying he was just playing for a contract because how can you be so flat for so many years and then do this in one But I season? disagree. He wasn't flat for so many years. He was flat for one year. Nah. No, he was flat when, for one year. When his, Marcus Rashford no, no, after Mourinho. Mourinho. Yeah, in the Mourinho, Mourinho year. Now, this is what Mourinho happens year. when you have one bad season or one bad <laughs> no. You become like a bad old no, like, guys, season. Guys, hang on. What's your say about Mourinho. Chelsea? So, my time to you. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> no, guys, hang on, hang on. Under Jose Mourinho, Marcus Rashford it was, was phenomenal. Insane. Phenomenal. Was insane. And then. Blip. Ole. Blip. But again, Ole wasn't moments, there for one season. No, but there were mo- no, but there were moments under Solskjaer where he was good. There were but moments. Not of like, course, there were. <laughs> not like this, moments. Like, FC. This, now come this on, guys. What is, you guys are disrespecting. What is, I oh. look. I'm glad you said Mourinho because I knew when 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 the like, last this guy, was. this guy was um, <laughs> in amazing. But it, you know, you look at look at him now and the things he's doing. It's he's literally done it by himself. You know, he's really put them there by by himself, single handedly made them. Whatever like short-lived title thing there was, um, with a goal against Arsenal, I think mm. that that day he literally said we are still in this fight, and I'm not sure if he has that ability to do it again and again and but again. But the cynic over- is incorrect. It's not about a contract. How dare you disrespect Benny McCarthy like that? That's a man. He's literally the reason Marcus Rashford's firing all cylinders. You don't disrespect McCarthy like that. I want to be proven wrong. He's but flying I, the South African flag. Marcus Rashford is a South African at well, he, he called Mar- he, he said Marcus Rashford's the best man to play, which again is disrespectful. So the biggest club in the world or okay. in, in England, whatever has been said. Outside Over- of Manchester City, there's not one of you sitting in this room that would say that your club will not take at least 50% of the United squad at the moment into your own club if you have the chance. Right. Yeah. We I think don't even have players Man, Man, United have a, <laughs> Man United have a better lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, we'll give okay. you Mason back. <laughs> no, and we still won't take that. Man United, you know, maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of playing all three sides of you because, you know, it is splits in three ways, you know, the way this topic's going. But I will say that I saw my team compete nearly till the very end. You know, we, our movie stopped downloading at 97% or so. So we were 3% short of a title charge. But <laughs> three um, points <laughs> at Anfield. But. Um, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not where we lost it. But I saw my team compete in a title race. But let, what let I will us know s- in the comments. But what I will say is that even after doing that, I would still take more Man United players than Arsenal players if I had to do a combined 11 today. So that just shows that Manchester United do in fact have quality. I think it was just coaching. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can we record this? No, <laughs> like it is recorded. But yeah. Can if, we like just like cut it? And yeah, like I need that. If, if, yeah. if Arsenal had to do a combined eleven with Manchester United right now, do you I'm, know why I'm saying this? Because I, I'm shocked. Because every Martin, combined Martin. eleven we do, there's Thank more you. Arsenal players. I was about to say, no, I was about to every say. single. I've never done yes. a combined eleven with you. I've never. And ever, there's been more Arsenal players. I've, uh, let's do one. I right mean, now. and there's been no. okay. Ramsdale ahead of De Gea. Fine, that's one. Arsenal. No, no, no. Like, let's not do it. No, uh, I, I'm keen. No, let's not do it. Yeah, we can go to it quickly. But Martin, we need players. Martin Odegaard's the only person who gets in that midfield. So that's already one from three. Um, the back four, they've got two World Cup winning centre backs. I'll put Saliba there ahead of um, Martinez, but you know, that's. So, some, someone has a case if they go either way. Saliba over? Lissandra Martinez. Yeah, like things like that. That just reminds you, me of. You think not? I was like, oh, come on. Goodness we'll pick me. this up. I, again, we like, I'm, we'll I'm just, I guess yeah. I'm a different fan. Like, I'm, I'm a different fan when it comes to. Like, I don't just look at what Arsenal done was fantastic last season, but I don't ever look at. 
and judge everything based on one season. So how, like, how, how long have you known Lissandra Martinez? No, but um, how, how long have you known Saliba? It's but, the same timelines, and you say no, one is better. But no, but Saliba, it's a break. It's a breakout season. It's, it's a not. He was playing. Lissandra Martinez was at Ajax. He was like he got. He made his name at Ajax. So you think wasn't it? Saliba like, was player of the year. And he wasn't even on the scene. Twice. He was player of the year twice. So Can I just ask a question? What is different mm-hmm. about United going into this c- coming season, the 2023-24 season? Mm-hmm. What is the difference between United going into this season that it, then Arsenal going into last season? As we sit. So, so if we go back one year, mm-hmm. right, we're going into the 2022-2023 season, the Arsenal squad versus... The United squad going into 2023-2024. What's the difference? There's no difference. I, I, I agree. I, There's I, nothing. I think Man United will be competing so, for the league title it, this season. So if I say that United are league title challengers, someone has to challenge City. City mm. win the league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. City Arsenal has to challenge them, but I'm not Liverpool thinking... Liverpool are always title contenders. Let, 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 me, ask you, let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. From the teams that need to, that have dropped out of the top four, right? Mm-hmm. And they need to break into the Liverpool top four. Because you, you can't be outside the top four and automatically think you win the Premier League. Yeah. Unless you, okay, Liverpool, we can make an exception for them. Historically, yeah, no, they, they have but done it before. because they had won but, at the previous. But, but, but like, yeah. like, yeah, this though. If you're a team like, let's just say Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool, you yeah. need to get into the top four before you think about winning it, right? Mm-hmm. Which club from the current top four which clubs, if there's club or clubs, which club are you most confident you're looking at and you're like, right, we can take you on. There's certain clubs that are like, okay, we, we can't see ourselves finishing above. I'll be honest with you. I can't see us finishing above Arsenal, above, uh, above Arsenal and Man City. And but Liverpool? I'm looking at, well, Liverpool, because of their signings, yeah, they, they I can't. You guys are not going to finish ahead of Mason. I mean, United. No, but, but that's, whether we do or not, the point I'm trying to make is for clubs outside, they, they, they'll keep an eye on on, on Manchester United and Newcastle as the clubs to think, you know what, we might not be as good as Arsenal at this moment. We mm-hmm. not, might not be as good as City. But if you're you not up, target, but you if, you're, if you're not clubs. at your best, United, yeah. Newcastle, we're coming for you and we'll take your spot. Like, that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. I'm not saying everything's guaranteed. Chelsea or Bayern, no means guaranteed the top four. But I mean, based on that, then Ryan's kind of, you know, he's got his assessment right then because, you know, he was in that third and fourth conversation. And he wants to look one step up, which is the top two, Arsenal and Manchester City. That's fair, but I'm, I'm saying the teams outside the top four are looking at United and they mm. are looking at United and Newcastle and they're saying, we can take your place in the top four. You know what? You've just made me think, and it's, it's obviously a quick assessment because my brain just you know, did that. But for me, top four is kind of like, I, I know who the top four is going to be we in my head. You say that every time and no, it changes. I, yeah, I know. But uh, this, this time, I feel like I've, I know the top four next season. and. Newcastle come out of it and Liverpool go in and you know you can pick the order. That's expected, but but let's just wait till the transfer window closes because then we know who who actually has what. Currently, as it stands, it it, it seems that way. But mm-hmm. football is we, we know how the Premier League goes. Like it's never as set in stone. We have teams gate crash the top four like Newcastle. We have a Leicester winning the Premier League. We have Arsenal who weren't even in the Champions League qualify and now they look like they cha- contenders for the champions league the next season so like this is just strange this is the premier league and uh, no they they actually aren't though they they still in talks to they still in talks to sign romeo lavia as a long-term replacement for fabinho and he'll probably uh yeah so i think liverpool club a couple of weeks ago club said liverpool are going to be challenging for the league title we were all like 
laughing, and we are like, "Come on, that's just a bold statement." Now we can they've be- got some players. Now it looks like they McAllister. are. They could finish like a top two finish. Will mm. be on on the card. They could they could go down the wire this season. Um, and yes. especially there's no there's no Champions League. They're still in Europe. So but. far, I think Liverpool have done the best business. And they, better than Arsenal. Yeah, I do. I do. If we get Timber and Rice no, over I, the line, they've with done Dye the Harvest. best. They've done the best business. This is what I mean. Arsenal, I think so. no, no, not that Arsenal haven't done top business. No, hear me out, Jesse. I'm not saying the players they've brought in are better than the ones Arsenal. They're just what was I'm needed. saying. Yes, in terms of the club, holistically, they've done better business than anyone else. And I think if you're talking about from top, betting top deals, no, as but well, if you're talking if you're talking from like, a betting perspective, genuinely, I would never do this, obviously, for obvious reasons. But you know, from a from a from a betting perspective, if you could. Um, if, or if you wanted to look at trying to take a bet on uh, someone winning the league next, next this year, mm-hmm. this, coming, this coming season, that's not Arsenal, not City. Liverpool's, Liverpool's a good bet. Mm. For, uh, if, I'm saying from, from a punting perspective, mm-hmm. Liverpool's a fantastic bet you know, to put your money on based on the business they've done and based on how little they're going to play football next season. They are not going to be... Uh, they, they basically Arsenal. They basically Arsenal last year. They're not in the yeah. Champions League. They they aren't. Gonna, I don't think respectfully they're gonna they're gonna look at being competitive in domestic um, sort of the so called lesser titles. Because um, the cups you guys won. Basically, yeah, because oh. we're the greatest club in England. <laughs> but you know, the- but do you not think like if you if you are to look at negatives for Liverpool, do you not think that playing on Thursday? We know Liverpool. This squad, they're gonna they're gonna go to the knockouts. But I don't think they're going to do so no, with their strongest look, team. Look at Arsenal. Yeah, we, Arsenal didn't. But then again, you can't. Really, let's not use Arsenal as an example because they got knocked out of the Carabao Cup and they got knocked out of the FA Cup and they got knocked out of the Europa Cup. Yeah, because we're not you the got, biggest team no, in but the you league. Got, you got knocked out of all three of those. <laughs> but you got knocked out of all of those three cups with your best players on the field. So that's not a great example to use. Yeah, but we're not the best team in the league. I also love when teams say that we're not competing for the Europa. We're not competing for the Europa. No, it's a mindset. But I'll start in 11 that plays in the Premier League. You're starting. No, we're not competing. We don't care about yeah, it. No, I, but I, I, the mindset the same. But uh, yeah, I, I think top four is going to be very, very interesting. Um, Liverpool, definitely my favourites to get in um, over Manchester United, even at this point. I think they're a better team. Um, do you see any... Because of the coach. Do you see any teams... Well, because of the coach, that's a good one, because that's, that's what kind of gives me more optimism than anything, especially mm-hmm. speaking about Chelsea, about it come off a dreadful season because of the coach. I'm asking you, currently teams outside the top four, do, who, are, who are you, you say top Liverpool. four is nailed on? Mm-hmm. Is it only Liverpool that will be, and I'm not saying making it to top four, only Liverpool that will be challenging for top four? Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying other clubs will challenge as well and they will miss out? Or are you not even expecting that? I, I, I think it would depend on, so Tottenham I'm giving no chance. To Brighton? Compete. No, no chance for top four. And Newcastle I think could, as it stands today, Newcastle will probably get fifth. Chelsea depends on what they do in the transfer market. For me personally, I think, Potter and it's Lampard. Such a clean out. You know, Potter, you and, Potter and Lampard, what they've done together is taken Chelsea so far back. That's it's, true. It's, no, that's it's true. actually incredible because yeah, this team true. won the Champions League two, season, like, two years ago. Two years ago, I think, yeah. They've taken him so far back, which they've completely like wiped the history books to at least like 10, can, 20 Can years. I just call out a few midfielders that have left them? Like after Mason Mount, R- Ruben Loftus Cheek, Kai Havertz, Mateo Kovacic, and Golo Kante. And Tumuyo Bakayoko has been released. Oh, but if you look Bakayoko. at from, from January, from January, <laughs> if you look at from January, then if it's Jorginho as well. 
Jorginho, another so Jorginho from January like as well. Senior. Well, Jorginho is like, replaced. It's, it's kind of you can't say Jorginho no, I mean, like, because Jorginho is replaced by Enzo. But Chelsea's midfielders but, but, from last but year. But I think I think Desh is talking about the players we've lost this window and like how the the holes in the squad. That's trust, just the midfield. That's not abs- the, absolutely. Like, but trust me, trust me. We are very much aware of that. <laughs> um, right now, we're currently the club is in the process of dealing with outgoings, and that's why we're seeing more. No, you guys are not. You're in the process of dealing with money. You got cash, money, yeah. dollar. That's <laughs> what you have. No, but that's we, what you do. We do, but I think it's also it's it's guys. It's silly we, uh, to think that Chelsea aren't going to be spending on incomings. I think we, we're forgetting that the window closes at the end of September. To think. From now until then, Chelsea do no business. It's it's crazy talk. No, remember I, I, I last, don't think anyone thinks. Because remember last season, uh, Chelsea were the, were spending like they, they were like they created this problem for themselves, but because they were just making so many signings, and I think that now they 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 trying to rectify the mistakes they've made in the past window or two, and I think now they're also trying to get um like they're getting rid of the deadwood, and they've lost out on some talented players in as well. But I think that they are bringing in some some very good players. Like uh, Moises Caicedo is a name linked, strongly linked. Uh, it would be a shame if Chelsea m- miss out on him. But he comes in as a as a replacement for um, for Golo Kante. Mason Mount, uh, our attacking midfield, is probably to, likely to be replaced by um, Conor Gallagher. Uh, no, uh, so someone uh, is probably to be replaced it's, by a new signing. I, and I, I think was about Hubbard's, to say, don't say Nkunku. Kai Havertz is, is replaced by Christopher Nkunku. So. When you look at you don't need a when you look at Kai Havertz and that's a good one actually yeah, I should you, have said you that. don't need to but when you, look at, when you look at Kai Havertz replaced by Christian and you look at Golo Kante replaced by Moises Kaiser is it all that bad that's what I'm saying because those are the two that are taken care of at the moment Chelsea is still uh, ongoing yeah uh, but then you're gonna have a good lineup and two injuries away from no, but that's being the thing. back that's where if we stop now but we're not stopping we're not done well I suppose let's see. Um, you know, as it stands, Chelsea have a lot of work to do to close that gap between themselves and the top four. Um, I think let's just get our top four selections early. Early bird predictions, dash top four. It doesn't have to be in order. Yeah, Arsenal, Liverpool, City. Gosh. It's just an early bird prediction. We'll, we'll reassess it later on in the season. Come on, dash. One name. He knows he needs to say. He hasn't wanted nah, to say. Nah, it's the greatest club in England. It's the greatest club in England. The tallest trees get the most wind. Say it. Okay, United. Regretfully, right. regretfully, because I just haven't looked at like everything. But I <laughs> looked at everything. So the me- just before I do the member of the podcast team. That was rattling off statistics. And <laughs> Has, hasn't players. looked at everything. And prep. He hasn't looked at everything. That's why I can't give us. But he didn't put you in a title race. But he's still no. He will, he, really Jesse didn't top ask top. for an order though. Yeah. So I think top I might four. give an order. I might, I might not. But United. Um, okay, you certainly not giving an order. Then. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the order. <laughs> so top four: United, uh, United. Not United versus United, yeah, right? Um, <laughs> Man City. City, Liverpool. Respect. Whoa. Whoa, Respect. It's tough. It's tough. No, genuinely, it is. It's tough. No, no, no. United, Honor. Honor. Genuinely, genuinely. But you didn't say Arsenal. No, you didn't. It's City United, 
Liverpool definitely. Have honor. It's a tough one. Have, honestly, have it honor. It's a tough are you, one. Are you being serious? I'm going to have to go Why Arsenal we... kind of softly, but genuinely, it's, it's a tough one. Wow. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Wow. It is. It is. And, Chad, your top one. Actually, that's normal. my outsider. That's my, what is it? The wild card. Uh, wild card for the season. I think I'm going to be Arsenal wrong. To I'm going to be wrong about my top four <laughs> predictions because Arsenal are not going to be there. Okay, wow. You heard so, it here first. So I, I think there's an unremovable too. And I think that's Arsenal and Man City. Respect what Arsenal did last season, whether they're rivals or not. Um, I think Liverpool getting to the top four. And I think there's, there's going to be a... <laughs> <laughs> no, Ryan's no, face, I, as you said. And I think... I, I, no, <laughs> Liverpool will be in top four, guys. Yeah. And I think that... And, and, and I think out of those three teams, and I, and I know Liverpool, are, like they kind of have work to do. Arsenal, uh, City are quite ahead at this moment. <laughs> but I think that Liverpool... So our listeners, think, Ryan has just got up and <laughs> I think any <laughs> any of those three are good enough to win the league, in my opinion. I think there's one standout, which is Man City. But any of the three can win the league. And in, so it, it doesn't shock me who finishes second. And who finishes third isn't like the worst thing. Mm. So, and I think in the top four, making up their top four is Manchester United. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I do think, I do think, watch out. Don't sleep on Chelsea because in the past we've seen a uh, t- uh, Chelsea finished like 10th, 11th, and then they come out of nowhere. And so that's just my opinion. Well, I'd, I'd love to see what we do in the, in the transfer. Yeah, well, I'm, these are, I, I um, actually think um, early bird predictions anyway. So we will assess this closer to time. And Tess, you'll have a chance to look at everything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like on your, on your comments about the wild card, like, you know, there is that one team that just comes through and like with some inexplicably good results, you know? Mm. I think we, we were discussing Arsenal and Newcastle saying which one of those two yeah. was the club that really shocked mm. the entire league. Because definitely the season, Arsenal. Definitely no, Arsenal. I, I say Newcastle no, because Arsenal. they were... You know, no, because Arsenal because you were... Man. Uh, Talk because, to this man. It was Arsenal because you were on top and it was in yeah. alphabetical order. For, for this season, I think my, my club that will shock everybody, I think I'm picking Aston Villa. I think... But they are, that's not a shock. They were fifth or sixth last season. Dish. But no, you clearly haven't looked at everything. To be in top Villa, for top four. See, That's a wild card. If you look at last season, there's Villa, Brentford, Fulham. Mm-hmm. There's already three clubs. Brighton. And uh, Brighton. St. Kilimans, Pau Torres. There's, that's a lot of clubs. So you can't say, uh, you can't just pick one out. Because then you mm-hmm. add Newcastle and Arsenal. So that's, that's six of the 20 clubs yeah. outside of United and, I mean, uh, City and Liverpool, you know? Mm-hmm. So this season, I think Ars- uh, Aston Villa is going to be the one to really like can, can I just say I fully respect Desh's uh, uh, predictions but you just know you're in a bad moment when Aston Villa get mentioned ahead of you <laughs> <laughs> reality you know um, you're in a bad way when yeah. that happens yeah but uh, well sadly that is the reality Chelsea have work to do and I think we're all well aware of that um, hopefully Pochettino as well Gentlemen, as always, been such a pleasure discussing all things um, EPL transfers. Um, we know that some teams have more of a mount since kind <laughs> than others. Um, gentlemen, as always, been such a pleasure. Ryan, great to have you in studio. Um, you know, unpacking your brain a bit. Um, we hopefully, well, we hope that this isn't the last time. Um, at least not until the season starts. Um, yeah, and I suppose that's all we have time for, gentlemen. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Sure.